Welcome to the Get to Vet podcast, where we bridge the knowledge gaps in the military transition process so you can focus on what's ahead. Hey there, Get to Vet. This is Trevor Maxwell here, and with me as always is my partner in podcasting, Mike Riggs. And tonight is a, a special night. We've got our other partner in podcasting, Sean Bailey, who's <laughs> back here talking about his uh, his transition. We're on transit. Yeah. See, I knew I was going to screw something up there. Transition check-in number four. So, Sean, how's it going? That's going great. Um, I was at TAPS for a week, and then I was on leave for a week up in Pennsylvania. And I went back for one day. And it was funny because my CEO was like, oh, you're going on leave? You've been gone? I said, I went to a required Navy course, and then I'm taking leave. Like, I'm supposed to – we're authorized to take leave. She's like, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm like, I know. But seriously, I'm not kidding. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) You're going to get fired. You're going to need that tabs because I'm about to fire you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I see that you're wearing a pretty sweet shirt tonight. Um, Yeah. Pulled it out of the closet. Repping. The repping the podcast. I I need to order some more of those. I wanted to order some of those for all of our former guests and and send it to them and say, hey, wear this. Or don't. I don't know. Use it to wash your car for all. Just just let it hang out to dry so everybody sees the logo. (laughs) Right. You're done with it. So. Yeah. Nice gesture. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I, I have a list of people that I want to give stuff to. and I wasn't a coin guy. Um, and then I realized that it's not about me. And I bought coins when I got to this command. And, you know, it's a cheesy thing, but to people, it means a lot to them. So I kind of let that, I kind of let that go. It's a $9 piece of metal, um, but it means the world to people. And I think even they're out, they like getting something. It's, it's kind of nice. So I, I have a list of people I need to send stuff to who have helped me out and taken their time out of their day just to have a conversation with me. And I'm like, you know, their time is money and they want to spend it with me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you something. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's all. I mean, it buys goodwill, it, you know, shows <laughs> like, Hey dude, you know, I'm appreciative of the time that you've taken to spend with me and and uh, I actually you gave me one of your coins when I came down there last year so and then I think Ethan my little one came in my little cabinet here and took it and I don't know where it is now <laughs> it's probably it's probably in his room yeah buried somewhere I need to to get a dis because I have a ton of them I've never got like a, a display thing for them, but I probably should because I've got some good ones. I got one from McChrystal. I've got one from uh, uh, Clark when he was the commander of the uh, 75th Ranger Regiment. Um, yeah. But yeah, got some good ones there. So, but I like the shirt. Uh, it's nice. I need to get some more so we can send them out to all of our guests. And this is going to be a good episode because uh, I'm just going to, say this here and then i'm going to let mike i know mike's got some important information to share he had me laughing my ass off uh the other day when we were at lunch and he was telling me the story but um you just finished tap and or gps or whatever the hell they call it now and uh so i I definitely want to dig into that and i want to talk about something uh for your own journey that you started this uh not too long ago the linkedin hard mode challenge um, so we'll get we'll get into that tonight. And um, but first, I want to let Mike uh, talk about his his first experience. We already heard his first experience with a civilian medical doctor under Tricare, and that was pretty funny to me. Uh, but now it's time to hear about uh, his other experience, uh, his first experience with the VA medical system. Yep, here we go again. So yep, I uh, scheduled. <laughs> So doing some, I guess, uh, embedded reporting or podcasting, I guess you might want to call it. Uh, I decided, you know what, what the hell, you know, we're I'm eligible for the VA, of course. So they called me up, asked me if I wanted to enroll or get an appointment with them. I was like, you know what? Yeah, buddy. Sure. 
this first civilian healthcare primary care appointment that I had that I talked about, I think last time that one sucked, obviously. So I was like, you know what? I'll give you guys a shot. So I said, yeah, all right, here's your appointment. And it was pretty far out. I was like, okay, sure. I'll take it. And then I think it was about two weeks before the appointment, this girl gives me a call and she goes, Hey, uh, I want to want to call you up and give you the option to get uh, an appointment out in town. And I'm like, okay. She's like, well, we have to do this um, because it took so long for you to get this appointment that you have in two weeks. Uh, so we have to afford you the option to get an appointment out in town. You can do it at, you know, civilian medical facility, you know, whatever, like the civilian and healthcare, you know, contracted out or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, great. She's like, but you know, you won't ever, you won't get an appointment before this one. I'm like, so well, does this make any sense? She's like, no, not really, but we have to do it. We have to afford you the opportunity to do an appointment out in town. It's policy. I'm like, okay, well, I'll keep this appointment. Okay. Keep this appointment. And then they call me and they say, well, you have to go get labs. Well, just like I think we've talked about here before, like TRICARE has all these little sleeper cells around Hampton Roads. You know, you may have one of these TRICARE facilities these TRICARE uh, little clinics, it may be on a, you know, like back in these neighborhoods, you don't even know it. Like Trevor and I have one nearby us. You don't even know it. So this lady calls me. She's like, yeah, you need to go get labs done. I said, all right, cool. I have to go all the way to Hampton VA to get it done. She's like, no, no, you can go to this one. What's your address? Gave it to her. She's like, no, you can go to this one in Portsmouth. And uh, there's a VA satellite clinic down there. They can do your labs. Okay. I'll go there. So I, I, I go, she's like, yeah, go early. So I get up, I get down there, go early, walk in. Phenomenal. Actually it was phenomenal. I, I grabbed the ticket just like you would have, there was no one there even. I go in, you know, just like any, any like yeah. Navy, Navy hospital. I hit the little computer, little keypad thing labs little yeah. ticket pops out i get lab number one i'm like oh lottery dude comes back here comes out and he's like yeah rigs i'm like uh i'm the only dude here yep that's me buddy and he's like come on back does the labs super nice guy and, and off i went i'm like well this va shit it's looking pretty good so i had an appointment like the next day so and it's up at the hampton va complex i'll call it a complex because i don't know if anybody's ever been up there but this place is like a it's like a college campus there are buildings everywhere and i'm supposed to go to like building one but there there's it's just like portsmouth there's no parking there's no parking garages it is spread out everywhere there's buildings everywhere it's like i, I don't know what the acreage is up there but there there's just like little, there are little buildings here and there, and there's there's a big building, and there's other build, big buildings over here. And it's nuts. I, I don't know. I, it's I don't know what it used to be. There's probably some historical thing to it, whatever. But it's it's a it's a it's a shit show. So I finally the lady tells me she's like, yeah, you get up there pretty early. You're probably not gonna find a spot. So I go early. You know, I'm up there by my appointment's at zero nine. I get up there at 830. I'm, I'm finding a spot, a spot to park. So I'm in my parking spot at 835 or so, and I'm heading to building one. I walk in and there's another one of those little kiosks. So you can, you can check in. I'm like, awesome. Just like yesterday, just like the labs. We'll do this again. See what happens. I go to check in and next thing you know, it says, you're in the wrong spot. I'm like, what, what, what the hell you mean? It says check in with the clerk or check in with some, see somebody at the desk. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. So I go up to the first desk and it's primary care one. So I go up to primary care one and I'm like, Hey, uh, yeah, this the little kiosk thing here says that, uh, I, I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong spot. I try to check in. 
that has my name. I, you know, I, I put my, my, my social, I put my birthday as my name. It says I'm in the wrong spot. You know, I don't know if I'm in the right building. It's my first time here. And she's like, well, what did it tell you? What did it tell you? I'm like, it, it, it says like H A M and a bunch of letters. And a, I mean, it was just like a, a whatever. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I didn't take a, it, it, it was just a bunch of crap on there. I don't know. And she's like, okay, what's, what's your name? What's your, you know, what's your last four or what's your social, whatever the hell it is, you know, what's your birthday. And I gave it to her. She's like, well, you have any other insurance? I'm like, uh, yeah, I do. I have my wife's and I have TRICARE select. So I give her my retired ID card. I give her my, my, uh, wife's, uh, insurance card. She takes that crap. She inputs it. She's like, you're in the right spot. Wait over there in that group of chairs and we'll call you back here shortly. I'm like, okay. So I sit down and if you've never been to a VA clinic before, no, the, the, the you have to, have you ever seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Yeah. Yes. It is like that. I mean, I was looking for Jack. I was looking for the chief. I mean, you, you need to roll up there. You need to roll up hard with your Vietnam vet stuff on your air force vet, your Marine Corps vet, your Navy vet, your, uh, you know, your Gulf war vet stuff on, you know, it, it is a nut house. I mean, <laughs> it's like the VFW, uh, times 10. I mean, it is a collection of, of, uh, of interesting, you can people watch in there and really entertain the shit out of yourself, which really leads to my, <laughs> <laughs> which, which leads to great thing was shout out to, to Fife guy that Trevor and I used to work with. And, and I know, I know he listens to the podcast, got to talk to Fife for a little bit, but I am a dumbass because I'm in a new, and you'll appreciate this more than anybody, Sean. I, I'm a, I'm in this new environment. I'm in the VA. You hear all these horror stories about right. everything about the VA. So I'm like, well, I'm, you know, here I am a retired mass chief. I don't want to be that guy. Uh, I've been waiting for a very long time. I don't want to get up and give him hell. Uh, I see people that have been waiting, but it seems like I'm the only one left waiting. Uh, what the hell is going on here? Two hours go by. Oh, hell no. Two hours. And I finally get up because the only reason I get up because I have to go. I got to uh, I'm going to go to lunch with Trevor. So I get up and I go, uh, hey, look, we, we got to reschedule this because uh, or cancel it because I've been waiting over here for two hours and uh, I, I haven't been called back yet. And she's like, uh, what's your name again? And I'm like, Riggs. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to check you in. <laughs> you know what it was, though, Mike? You can't blame her because I asked you this. Were you wearing an OIF slash OEF veteran hat? I was not. I was there you not. Go. And I did not have the disabled veteran tags. Because if you do not have disabled veteran tags, you obviously cannot find parking at the VA clinic in, in uh, Hampton because it, you mm -hmm. just, there's no spots for you. Yeah. So don't be a dumbass like me. If you're going to use the VA medical system and wait for two hours, just get your ass up at about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, be a pain in the ass. Uh, because then they rushed me up after they realized their mistake. And I was like, Hey, look, uh, at 1130, I'm leaving. Cause I've been here since 830, 840 or so. And so I didn't even get to see a doc. I got to see a nurse. And of course, if you know, as I've talked about on here before, my medical record that I sent to the VA was about 2,500 pages long. So they want to go through all that shit in a matter of a few minutes. And I'm like, and, and they're like, oh yeah, well, you can't see the doc today. It's a telehealth appointment anyway. And, you know, we're gonna have to reschedule this. So I got another appointment to go back up there. It's a complete shit show. So my, my first impression of the VA uh, medical is a solid D minus. As, as advertised. Yes. At least, at least they didn't recommend going vegan to treat your TBI. True. There is. Yes, there is. <laughs> yes, there is that. Yep. And then speaking of health, right after that, he went and picked me up and we went and ate meatball subs. 
Yes, solid <laughs> choice. <laughs> Rightfully so. Should have had beers. Damn it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was early. I can't. I can't. I had. I think I had work later. If I didn't have anything else to do, I would have been like, "Yeah, I'll drink some beers and then go I, home." And I did too. I had to work. Damn it. <laughs> I know. God, sometimes being a grown up sucks. I know this unretired life. But yeah. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm glad you got to share that because when we were when you were telling me the story, I was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have to. This one's gonna have to go out on a podcast." Oh, it, it was something else. Yeah, I'm not sitting down for. I'm not sitting down for 15 minutes without telling somebody. Like I know how this system works. Hell, uh, no. If it would have been like Portsmouth, my ass would have been up. Like, hey, what, what's up? What, what are we doing here? What, what are you guys? You know what's going on? Where, who's who's running this shit show here? But since it was the VA, I'm like, no, it says retired on that ID card. Just stay in your swim lane. Just sit here like you're just like everybody else. Just sit here and shut up. And so I talked myself out of it. And then I, I got to talk to our buddy that, that used to work with us. So I was sitting there shooting shit with him and I'm playing on my phone. Thank God I had a charge on my phone. That's probably the only thing that kept me sane. So I'm listening to some like music on my phone and I'm, you know, playing crossword puzzle or some kind of shit on there. And uh, man, that was the only thing that kept me sane. But then the oh, best yet, <laughs> I go up and they measure my blood pressure. And it's high. And she's like, uh, is your blood pressure normally this high? I'm like, no. And I don't normally wait over two hours to get in the goddamn medical appointment. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> you should try going vegan. Yeah, I should try oh. to go vegan. That'd lower my blood pressure. Yeah. Keep me from getting pissed off. Oh, I don't my know. <laughs> keep me from getting pissed off maybe it would lower my blood pressure though so <laughs> mine i think mine was just getting out of the navy like it was just naturally lower after that like i didn't have that constant stress on me the whole time and and even now like you know it, it's what it is now if it's high is still lower than it was before like just a normal reading um so yeah, but it's, it's important to stay on top of that shit, too, because you don't want to be one of those guys that has to take medication and, and all that other stuff. And, you know, that's less money you can dedicate towards buying hats and putting all of your your shit on there. Your uh, what do your, they call that stuff? Your flare, your, your flare. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and stickers for the back of your uh, yeah. for the back of your truck. Which I got to tell you, I, I think I told you that day too. There's somebody rolling around Hampton Roads with a disabled veteran license plate that is a vanity plate that says PTSD1. So shout out to that person, whoever did that license plate. <laughs> I, I tried to take a photo of that shit to post it, but I couldn't do it because my damn phone went at the video and I was at a stoplight behind that person. <laughs> I cannot believe somebody put that shit on a license plate, but Hey man, good on you, bro. <laughs> oh, good stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> Sean, you just finished tap. Let's talk about it. Or, or what are the, is it still, is it tap or GPS now? Or what do they call it? I think it's G taps or TGPS. TGPS. Yeah. Oh, okay. TGPS. So there was about, uh, got scheduled, my command career counselor scheduled me for it. And I went through with my other buddy, Mike Monroe. So we were sitting right next to each other. So it was nice. Um, there was a couple of younger folks in there. Um, is, that, is that the Mike Monroe? Yeah. 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 Well, we know that guy. Dashingly handsome. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Good, 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 solid dude. Um, so there were some young guys in there. Uh, it was for people retiring, but there were some, you know, lower ranking folks that were retiring for, you know, other not so good reasons. Um, and I had to tell them that, Hey man, I need you to pipe down here, man. We got some people just, we're just trying to take some notes and nobody was in uniform. So I didn't want to say anything, but I'm just like, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to switch gears and I just want to be, I just want to be Sean. I could flip the switch. So just pipe down, take notes because they kept asking questions about stuff that we've already covered. I'm just like, if you if you if you would shut your mouth, 
and open your ears and pay attention, you wouldn't have to ask that question. Um, so, so yes, it was great. All the facilitators were great. They had a lot of folks in there, obviously retired. They had some army folks in there. They had some civilians in there. Um, and I just got a couple notes here that I'll cover. So the number one thing that I would say to folks listening to this is start early. There were folks in there that were three months out. You are extremely- Oh my God, Jesus. Everybody's heard Trevor's story before. Um, if 24 months, I think is the earliest you can go. If you can get it in at that time, get in at that time. Uh, number two, pay attention. Um, there is a ton of experience in the room and they bring their best folks in there to talk to you. Um, I probably have, this is how many publications I have. Let me see, hold on. This is how many different books that they give you. So it's a ton of information and they go through it pretty quickly. So you got to really have your system of tabbing pages and going back to things and kind of cataloging it. Um, another good thing that they showed us how to do was do the USA job application. So they give you a lot of websites to go to, to start the process of building. If you, Hey, if you want to take a federal job, start now and start building your application in USA jobs. So you're not behind the curve because that's like a 12, 10, 12 pager where another resume just maybe one or two or three. Um, so they gave us that um, nugget of information. Um, they, they talked a lot about LinkedIn. Uh, a lot of them did. Um, and they gave out a lot of good information and they, they didn't have a class, but I think at some point they're probably going to need to have somebody in there to kind of talk about that a lot more. Um, because, you know, we'll get into that when we talk about LinkedIn hard mode, but um, that is probably one of the number one things that I've seen that's actually working out better than pretty much anything, anything else right now. Um, I think next time I would probably want it to be more rank specific because there were some senior people in there and there were some other junior folks in there. You can just tell some folks were just really not in it. Um, they talked a lot about the star method during, you know, during interviews, you know, situation, task, action, results. They said, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're interview, they, they, we did a couple mock interviews, like two, it was, it was okay. Obviously you could probably use, probably use to do about 10, 15, 20 of those things, not just one. Um, and you can just tell automatically who was very comfortable speaking and who wasn't. And you're like, that's the person that's going to need some more work. Um, um, they talked about smart goals and kind of writing out what you want to do, writing your own plan. Um, they also kind of showed you how to determine what your pay gap was. And I had the math on this. And I know Trevor, you're kind of a numbers guy. I love when people do the math on it. So they gave you this formula and I wrote it down and I kind of tried to figure it out on my own, but it shows you like what you're missing. So basically my pay, my pay gap from once I retire, if I get, you know, my 75% and if you get hundred percent VA, your pay gap is going to be about $1,300 a month, which equates to anywhere between 16,000 to $17,000 a year. That's what you're losing from, from the, you know, the minute you get out. Now, so I want to interject here because one of the important things about that too is a lot of your VA disability is probably going to come as a result of service in a combat zone or preparing for service in a combat zone. Uh, the CRSC, <clears throat> super important part of this. And I actually just had like an hour long phone call with a guy yesterday about this. Um, you know, you were saying that $1,300 pay gap. Well, you know, when you look at getting a lot of that uh, tax-free, like you can do with the CRSC, that tends to close that gap and make it a little bit smaller because, you know, that's looking at, okay, it's $1,300 gap in taxable income, right? When you get that income tax-free and you don't have to worry about that, then that actually closes the gap. I could sit here and talk about it in depth, but I'll probably lose a bunch. Kind of like when I came down there and I was talking to all your folks and I had all that stuff with the numbers up there, right? That yeah. talk that I gave, I came back and immediately changed all that because it was like there was too many numbers up there. For Not, yeah. not everybody's a, a fucking nerd with that shit like I am. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, 
you know, I went back and changed it, but yeah, that's, that's important. That'll be important for you when you do your transition is looking at that, getting the CRSC and getting as much of your pension tax-free as you can, because that'll make that gap even smaller than it is now. And I think the big eye-opener was is when they had you figure out how much you make per hour. If you worked 40 hours a week, you know, you basically take your base pay, all your all, all of your entitlements, you put that in your base pay, you divide it by four, which is four weeks, and you divide that by 40, which is a 40-hour week. And then you times that by 280. That's the number of working days in a year. And I got another number from the internet. It was like 261. There's like 11 federal holidays. So that math is a little bit rough. But basically, it boils down to you make about 60, 60 to $65 an hour. If you were paid to work an hourly wage, that's what you make now. And the reason why that's important is because when you get into another job, that's, that's how they judge your pay it's you know by year or by hour and that's an important piece of information for you to have when you transition so when you're in the bargaining phase you know what your worth is and if you don't know what that is uh you probably don't have a probably not a good idea to be sitting down at a table having a discussion with an employer because who knows what they could throw across the table at you just because you don't know you might take it that might not be might not be what you're worth yeah. And there's a lot more that goes into it than just like whatever your base salary is, right? There's things like your, what's the 401k match, right? Uh, you know, what if one company offers you a three or 4% match, but, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day who's like, um, I don't, I'm not sure, Mike, if you had ever told me what yours is, but I have a guy who's getting an 8% match. I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. I think the national average is about f- between five and six percent. Uh, you know, what's paid time off like? What are health insurance? You know, all this other stuff that comes with it. Um, you know, you you want to look at the, the base pay is the number that everybody tends to fixate on, but there's a lot more to it than that. So, you know, there's a lot of good information out there, and I'm sure hopefully one day we'll we'll talk more about that too and create some yeah. content around it and say, hey, hey, you know, look at your whole big picture here. Right. Um, you know, can you do remote work? Um, I'll, I'll let Mike talk about his own experiences with that. Um, but yeah, don't, you know, don't, don't just go chase the dollar sign, the, the base pay, right. um, because there's a lot more that goes, goes into it. For me, you know, I was like, well, uh, a guy that I had worked for, he said this once, he's like, I work for myself because nobody could ever pay me what I feel I'm worth. And I was like, huh, yeah, that's a really good. And that dude does very well. He makes, you know, high six figures working for himself. I'm like, okay, that's where I want to be one day. Right. I want to be able to say that like, yeah, nobody could pay me what I, what I think I'm worth. Um, but yeah. So just wanted to throw that caveat in there. Don't just look at whatever the base base uh, salary is. I'm yeah. really surprised that they say the gap is that much between a 70 to like a 30 year guy. Cause you're the same as me. And and what you'll what you'll get in retirement because maybe maybe my calculations are off too but i feel in the end that i make probably close to more than i made when i was active duty and here i'm an eod guy with i was getting dive jump demo and special duty pays also so i was almost a thousand dollars on top right. of VAH, BAS, and the regular E9 at, you know, what was it, over 26 at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I went, you know, over 30 for about, what, two weeks or three weeks before I actually retired. But I feel like, you know, I think my calculator, uh, I think it's 5465 or something like that is what it is before taxes. And then, mm. you know, my VA is, is up there too. And then you look at the, you know, the, uh, I'm not, I'm not playing property tax and then got, you know, if, if, and when my truck ever shows up from, from Dodge, uh, um, yeah, and then you're not driving to work, you know, I'm not paying gas to go 
to get a little Creek. Um, yeah. And then like, like Trevor's talking about earlier, I took a job. I had a couple offers that were competing. You know, I turned down one that was more depending on how you did the math on that one. You know, by the time you add in the cost for me to drive an hour uh, to and from, and then, mm. you know, the 401k uh, was 2%, going to be 2% less than what I'm getting now. Uh, the per, the PTO, the, the time off was significantly less, about half of what I get now. To me, that was really important. I mean, my, the, my current employer uh, offers 20 and then I can buy an extra five out of my own. So I do. So I get 25 starting. So that's pretty good, you know, and it's hard for us to wrap it around our, you know, for, to wrap our heads around it, you know, because we think, you know, hell we got 30, but guess what? We have to take weekends to, yeah. to play the game. We have to take weekends, not, yep. not in the, not in our new world. We don't No, we, we take five days off. We get seven or actually we get nine because you take five, you get the weekends, you know? So uh, it's a much more flexible game to play than the, the bullshit with the, the, the Milpers articles that tell you you have to take uh, Saturday and Sunday off if you're away from the duty area or whatever, because I went through that one time. Um, so, uh, it, it, you know, looking at what I have, I've got a solid five weeks of, of a vacation. So it's, it's tough to beat, you know. Um, and they pay me pretty well and I work from home so far. Um, and I, I don't have, I don't have a whole lot to complain about. Oh, well, uh, overall the whole entire tax class was very, very well put together. Um, another tip that I got that there's a bunch of VA guys up there, VSOs, um, uh, the one VSO that came and spoke to us, he's one of the well-known agents there, um, he said, if you don't get it right on the first time, they send you, they mail you your sheet and they tell you, Hey, you didn't get this because you didn't have any proof of this. And he said, a lot of people will get this curved with that. But he said, actually, what you do is you take that sheet and that's kind of like, Hey, if you have this and you don't have it documented, then go see someone get it documented and you resubmit. Like that's the report card. Um, so don't get discouraged. Um, Cause not everybody gets it right on the first time. It takes a little bit. So it takes time to get it to get it corrected yeah um, for every ailment you'll have it's going to say they're going to say like you 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 were awarded this percentage and it'll tell you what the next one is down and it'll say what that level was and it'll be for it like mine is like 45 like 50 pages long mm-hmm. and that's like the detailed thing you'll send that shit off with your crsc when you send off for your uh to get that taken care of through the the uh, board that does that up at the Navy yard. Yeah. But um, that, and all that is, is, you know, you'll send that off to, and it's not an appeal. It's what a supplemental, I think, or what is, I think what John, she's the expert on all that shit, but uh, yeah, it's a simple process. It's, it doesn't get everything relooked at. It just gets that one simple thing. looked right. at. But I'll tell you, you, you must've had a really good, uh, TGPS because mine was online. Mine was at the peak of everybody running around with their hair on fire and had yeah. COVID and cats and dogs and all that kind of shit because I, I, didn't have, I had nothing. I didn't get any of the handouts you had. They, uh, yeah, I probably had a whole bunch and I have notes in every single one of them. I've been just kind of slowly going through, jotting them down and revisiting them. Up. But um, one of the other things that they spoke about a lot is a lot of, a lot of folks get out and they feel very disconnected. Um, because they kind of don't make those connections while they're in. Um, and that is the, the, just a sheer volume of community support out there if you know where to look. And if you don't know where to look, you can go onto a military base and just about every single military base has a VSO or um, a fleet and family service center or whatever the Army or, or Marine Corps equivalent is. And you can go to talk to those people and they will direct you to resources. So it's not that the resources aren't out there. It's just that people, I think, were used to kind of getting handed stuff. Like, you know, you posted today, Trevor, you know, the one about big board rules. Like you're kind of used to people like, hey, here, here, like if you don't, if you don't go out and get after it, like no one's coming to find you on your couch and your trailer 
they're not. So you need to know what those source resources are um, and go get them. And then if you need, you know, you need housing, they got that. If you need financial assistance, they got that. If you need help with the VA, they got that. They have so many resources. You just have to know where to go to get them. Usually just go on base and go to fleet and family or um, whatever the equivalent is. So it's out there. You just have to connect with your local community. And they do recommend doing that before you separate, go and find those places out in town. So you know where they're at if you have questions. So, but the whole entire class was very well put together. Very professional people that came and taught us. Most of them are either retired military or military spouses. Um, they didn't have a whole lot of people that worked in the civilian job market, you know, like, a, you know, like a fortune 500 company or something like that. So, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a gap there, but um, overall I thought it was very professionally done. Everybody showed a high level of care. They, they want to be there and they really want to help you out. So it was very rewarding. I'm glad to hear that because I know, you know, I think I had the same impression Mike did where, I didn't really ever doubt the dedication of the people who were working there. I just thought, well, you know, they have a finite amount of resources and time to be able to download information to you. And so they have to cherry right. pick like what is the most relevant stuff. And then there's a lot of things that go. The, the good thing about that is I feel like the veteran community, like they're all about helping each other out. <clears throat> and, you know, it's, I, I, you know, out of on average, the 20 to 25 calls I have a week, probably half of them are just people that are like, Hey, you know, can you just help me with stuff? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Cause I, I really think that's, that's, you know, what it's all about. Like, Hey, you know, you were in this spot and, you know, do you want to make sure, do you want to leave somebody else hanging with that? So I'm glad to hear that that went better. Than, than my experience did mine was I was kind of pissed off like I ended up the first time I went through it like when we were doing the Department of Labor thing I actually got up and left one day because it was the resume and and interview day I was thinking like okay I'm going to get somebody to sit down and look over my resume and give me pointers and then we're going to do a mock interview where I'm going to sit down with this person and they're going to ask me some questions and then do some feedback. We didn't get any of that. It was 50 people in a classroom. We're all writing resumes at the same time. I kept asking the guy to come look at my resume. And he said, yeah, I'm coming. And then somebody would grab him on his way over. And that happened literally like six times. And finally, I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I, I get, packed my shit up and left. And yeah. I was really mad at that. And then the interviews they had three people in the classroom go sit in chairs up in the front. Sorry, my dog's chewing on her little. Let me throw a crock at her. Um, but uh, she, you know, they, they're asking these three people. They asked each of them like two or three questions, and they said, "Did you hear what he said? What was wrong with what he said? What's wrong with what she said?" And I yeah. was just like, "Dude, this sucks." <laughs> this is when you look at like what the Honor Foundation does. Um, where you're getting interviewed by people who are actual hiring managers for companies like Amazon and Disney and, you know, ESPN. Um, that's what I thought I was going to get, but I didn't. And, you know, so I'm glad to hear that it, it sounds like things are starting to improve a little bit. Um, you know, I just, I mean, it's kind of the whole reason that Mike and I started this too, was like, Hey, what about all the stuff outside of what they cover in those official transition seminars? Um, the perspectives of the people who've been through the process and that you don't get in a course like that. Yeah. I mean, you get out of it, what you put into it. If, if you just sit there and, you know, don't pay attention or just chit chatting with your buddy and then don't pay attention. I mean, you're just going to get lost in the sauce, but I mean, I take a lot of notes. I fold a lot of pages and I review stuff. Like I go, I don't, this is my future. So I'm not on there screwing around. I can screw around at work not there. Yeah. And that's the right attitude that I think you should have because that's the rest of your life that you're you're dealing with there. One other thing I did want to hit before we get out of start moving on to something else. Well, how was the uh survivor benefit plan class? It was very brief. I got a we got this. We got this handout. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, okay. 
but they didn't, they didn't put a whole lot of stock in it. They, they just kind of said, um, they handed, they handed that out. And then the one, one gentleman spoke, he, he's a retired senior chief. He's just like, Hey, here it is. You can get this, uh, or you can get the other life insurance. I will recommend speaking to a, a life insurance agent, maybe someone, you know, and looking into it. Um, and then they did highlight, Hey, you probably don't want to go ahead and and look to get life insurance after you file your VA disability, because that basically leaves your whole entire packet of information open for public knowledge. And that may make you uninsurable at some point. So um, they just said, hey, it's an option. It may be for some people, but it's not for everybody. And they didn't really say, hey, this is for you. This isn't for you. This is what you're going to pay when you get out. Oh, and every couple of years, I think it's every five years, it's going to go up. All for VGLI. Yeah, and it's going to go up. So, um, and they talked about, you know, the SBP, and they said, talk it over with your spouse, see where you're at financially. If it's good for you, then it may be an option. Then they basically just said, we recommend you look into options. Don't, you don't have to take this. We recommend that you look into options. They didn't try to sell you anything. Yeah. Well, that's good. I like, I know when I went through it, like it was before I kind of got into this industry, but I was like, does this dude like get commissions off of me opting into this thing? Just yeah. the way that I thought, because he made it sound like this is the only way to do this. There's no other way you can do that. And I was like, huh. And then I, you know, a few months later, I got into this industry and I was like, oh, okay, well, all right. Yeah, it's, it's not that, but I'm glad to hear that there's a, a little bit of it because that was always my big thing is like you know what sometimes for some people survivor benefit plan is the right choice but there's a lot of other people because i think there's just kind of this misnomer out there everybody says oh 82 percent of people elect to take the sbp and i'm like i don't know that it's 82 percent of the people elect to take it i think there's 18 percent of the people who know that you have to decline it uh, you know, if, if you don't think it's right for you, cause they, right. they don't understand, like you're automatically enrolled in that and yes. you have to decline it. Your, your spouse, spouse has to sign the form and it has to be notarized. Um, and your, and your ex-wives. Yeah. <clears throat> and your ex-wife. Everybody has one of those. Maybe two. Yes. I don't have one yet. So I hope I never do. So we'll see. Instead of you know doing the the practice life, I waited till I was thirty five to get married, and um, it's it's been working pretty good so far. So awesome. no complaints. I hope she's listening to this. But anyways, <laughs> um, you know, I I think uh, you know that's that's an important thing. Is like, look, understand, you know, the pluses and and minuses of both sides of that equation. So. It was, it was, they were very clear. They, they even said at the beginning, Hey, we're going to mention some products and we're going to mention some websites and some companies. We're not endorsing anything. We're not allowed to, but so you knew where they were going. You knew what they were doing when they, when they talked about it. So, yeah, well, that's good too. Cause that was always my big thing is like, you guys talk all about survivor benefit plan, but you never say anything about survivor benefit plan alternatives. Um, so yeah it's like all right that's good uh to know about that um you know, the one thing i'd like to talk about i mean it sounds like you're the course you went through was so much i mean i did mine in uh what was it late 20 or early 21 uh so it sounds like they either it's jacksonville has their shit together which is highly probable and maybe Hampton Rose just isn't quite getting it there yet because it's such a saturated audience. I don't know. I was going to say just the sheer volume of people that are trying to put through there. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I still think, and of course we continue to pick the process apart because uh, I think it can always improve, but I, I still think that there is such a gold mine when we look at like, the the trades and and the yeah you know, what the what the military and the folks that are transitioning it's what 200 transition is it what i think it's two hundred twenty thousand in a year isn't it transition retire and something and like look, that 
Yeah. And so you have all these people that are leaving and not all of us are going to go and do, I mean, I'm not going to go. I, I mean, I probably could go drive a truck, but I don't want to. Um, I mean, it's an awesome job and, and it's an extreme demand right now, but you know, you get, there, there is, there should be someone. I mean, I, I just want to clone like a Mike Rowe to come in there and go look at all this great shit you guys could do take this GI bill or whatever and go do this because you've been doing this arguably drug-free. You've been showing up on time at the right place and in a quasi uniform, you know, for you've demonstrated this for the past four years, go fix air conditioning units and HVACs and, you know, uh, go do electrical work and go do, but we don't, we don't promote that yet in tap class or tgps but i think you know the fact that we still talk about you know the 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 gi bill is solely dedicated towards or at least predominantly dedicated towards you know undergraduate you know degrees i I think we we mislead folks and i think there's that's such a, a ripe area for the country to focus on and, yeah. and, and harvest talent from, but we don't do it yet. It's funny. Uh, Dave Haney, uh, EOD officer, one of the best, most solid dudes I've ever served with in my career. And also one of the best shots. I yep. thought I was Second a good at- shot. <laughs> I thought I was a good shot. And then I, I was like, Holy shit, man, this guy's, I, he's definitely varsity, but, uh, <clears throat> That is 20, and you know what he does now? HVAC. Yep, HVAC. HVAC repair in Florida, which is good. So it's funny, like another buddy of mine, Joel Gonzalez, who's a a company sergeant major down at 7th Special Forces Group, He um, he's like, I don't know what I want to do. And I was telling him about Dave doing HVAC repair. He's like, huh, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, Yeah, right? You, you know, so I was like, well, I'll give you Dave's number. You can go work for him for a year and then you guys can become competitors or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I love here when guys are like, I don't want to do this or that. I was the same way. Right. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to go be a contractor or whatever. Really. I'd love to do what Jimmy Adams is doing and just go on like hunting trips and stuff like that. But <laughs> um yeah no it's good or you know like sean has i've talked to sean in great lengths about this too going into like the coaching or and you know even working in financial services or doing a combination of both like i for me personally i i love kind of working for myself you know there's some pluses and minuses to that i do a lot of you know i have to have my fingers in all aspects of everything but at the same time you know, when people are like, how much time off do you get? I'm like, I don't know, whenever I want, if Mike hits me up in the middle of the day and I don't have any calls and he's like, Hey, you want to go throw rocks at stuff? I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I could pick yeah, up and, yep. and, and do that. Right. So, um, <clears throat> but you know, it's, it's uh give and take with everything. And I, maybe we should get Mike Rowe on here. That's not a bad idea. I'm going to reach out to him and get him to come on here. Be legit. Yeah, that'd be pretty. So, but now uh, one other thing I want to talk about tonight too, because uh, you've been doing this is is part of like some of the stuff that we talked about with personal branding and kind of learning that piece, uh, the LinkedIn hard mode challenge. I wanted to check in and see how how that's going for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I put a post out about it a while ago, but um, it has. I've learned so much on how to use. The, the platform um and i've actually you probably had like 35 or 40 connections with different people now that i think just getting connections is okay but then having some type of significant dialogue or um, i don't know all the formulas i know those when you post something they all get kind of notified but um um made some really good connections follow-up connections people have reached out to me in the local area and said, Hey, we want to talk to you about this. I'm like, so I've already had like two cups of coffee with different people 
who've reached out to me and said, yeah, we see you're going through your retirement. We see you have this, this, and this, um, you know, would you be willing to have a meeting with us? And I'm like, this sounds like a, this sounds like an interview to me. Um, so it's been pretty beneficial. Um, at first I was just like, man, how the hell am I going to do this? Like, I don't want to do something every day, but then after a while, you're just like, this is pretty easy. You, there's just so much stuff. And, you know, you told me before, Trevor, you said you just wanted to make everything perfect. And, uh, it just doesn't have to be, it just has to be, you have to have something valuable. And I think the other part that I struggle with sometimes I'm just like, this isn't, everybody already knows this. Like, everybody already knows this. No, they don't already know it. You know it. And you think other people know it, but they probably don't. So, you know, you just kind of put yourself out there. You're just kind of putting yourself out there all the time. You're just showing your vulnerability, you know? Um, and that's okay. Um, it's okay. That's, I've gotten more done just through LinkedIn and networking, um, talking to people, understanding what the need is, what the market is, what people are looking for. than I have, then I spent, you know, five days in task class. So even, even both people I spoke to on the phone, having those cups of coffee with said, it's all about networking. You can go to any class you want. You can have personally, you can have any degree you want or any certification you want. That's great. It just matters who, you know, do they know you? They think you're a good person and do you have your shit together and can you put together a resume that's going to get you in the door and then slam dunk an interview. That's it. And they made that pretty clear. So they didn't try to sell me anything like, Hey, you just got to do this, this, and this. And that's about it. Um, so it's been very, it's been very good. Um, I'm probably going to try to not do it every day after this, this, after it's over, I think it's over on the 31st. That'll be the 30 days. Um, then I'll try to change it up. I want to try to at least do a video and maybe do probably try to taper it off. Maybe not every day, maybe every, you know, you do like three times. I was going to say you do three times a week or whatever. Eventually you get to the point where you're like me, where I just, you know, I block off a a time on a, a day of the week like two or three hours where I just say, Hey, what's my stuff going to look like next week? And I get it all prepped and and ready to go. And then the day that I do it, you know, I have all of my, my content ready. Maybe I make some changes to it once, once in a while, but like today you know, I kind of fell behind this week because I've been working on some other stuff today. The one that I did today, I busted it out in like 15 minutes. That was creating the graphic and writing the post. And, it, you know, because I've done it so much now, it's just, it's yeah. easy for me to say, okay, what do I want to talk about today? Right. I was like, okay, uh, when I was getting out, I didn't realize how little I knew about big boy rules. That was, that was the, the post today. And so I put that thing together and dude, it got like, uh, you know, 5,000 views today. Um, right. Yeah. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, so that, that's, you know, when you do that stuff consistently, more and more people, like when I did the LinkedIn harder mode challenge, I think I gained like probably the, the 30 days that I did that, I gained something like 600 followers on there. People just looking at like, Hey dude, this guy's out here sharing his experiences and knowledge. And, and that's what it is. Like, who cares if somebody else has heard it, right? There's somebody else who hasn't. And, and maybe yeah. you're going to, what you're going to do is going to be beneficial to them. And I've had tons of people who've reached out to me and they're like, Hey, you know what, dude, I enjoy seeing the stuff that you put out every day. Uh, keep it up. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I like that. And that, that app you told me about that uh, Canva. Yeah. That thing just has like professional photos. I'm just like, you just, what do you want to talk about or you just hit that brings up a bunch of photos. There you go. This, you can shoot choose from all this and people probably see that. And they're just like, I mean, they look at that and it's like, man, they look like they got their stuff together. No, not really. Just pull <laughs> you just do it. All bucks a month to get those photos and be able to edit and everything else like that. It's pretty neat. There's because a the picture, I mean, that really, I mean, it says a lot, you know, 
Well, I got to uh, give a shout out to Albert Bellamy, uh, the okay. Marine who smiles at spreadsheets. Mike and I had him on, and I've really enjoyed talking to him. Like he, and I know Mike, you said you hit him up the other day about something, right? I did. I was talking to him about the Google uh, data analyst course that they have because I was looking at uh, Wharton and MIT and some other folks offer uh, data analyst programs, certifications. And I, I hit him up and I was like, yeah, you know, what's up with these versus because he did the Google certification and the Google certification is like 50 bucks a month. And you can usually knock it out pretty quick if you're if you're on top of it. And if you do it through Wharton or MIT, it's like twenty five hundred. So I said, hey, uh, what do you think about, you know, Google's versus Wharton? He's yeah, like, dude, don't pay for that shit. Do Google's. It was a it gave you a. It gave me a great foundation in data analytics. So I was like, awesome, dude. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. I already, I already enrolled in it. And, you know, I just, or just enrolled in it. You know, thanks for the, thanks for the mentorship. And so, so and I started the course this week and uh, it ties right into what I'm doing with my, uh, my new job. So uh, it, it saved me, you know, I'll probably spend maybe 200 bucks if that to get the certification instead of 2,500. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm going through a course now for free that you pay, you know, a couple thousand dollars for. So if you can get it for free somewhere from somebody that knows somebody, then you might as well get it for free. All Absolutely. they're going to see is a certificate. Yeah. Well, I, there's tons of stuff out there and I'm going to post a lot more content about that and I, i've just been one of the things i've been doing is just spending like a couple hours a day looking at different stuff that's resources compiling everything out there for uh something that i'm i'm working on right now um the military money mistakes uh thing that i'm working on with jen who's a teammate of mine at, at us vet wealth where i've been writing that a lot and oh my God, that's been a tremendous undertaking. But, um, I, you know, I've been just working on tons of stuff to create content for that. And, you know, I probably have compiled enough stuff to create a year's worth of content on, mm. um, you know, so it's just going to be every day going back and looking at something after, you know, I'm going to finish this challenge and then go back and, and do that stuff. And, and, you know, I think the challenge is just to, I, I normally don't do that stuff, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to see what it did and it, it's good. Like, like I said, I think I gained like the first one I did, I gained like 600 followers, um, which, you know, I didn't have a lot. I, I knew all this stuff. I just wasn't, I think that was the impetus for me getting into the LinkedIn hard mode challenge. Like I knew a lot of this information. I just wasn't doing it. So it's like, I need to do that. So that way somebody can, be there to call me out and be like, Hey, asshole, you didn't, you didn't do your part to, for the, for the thing today. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's good. And I'm glad you took it, took it up too. Um, you know, I, I thought that was awesome. Um, but yeah, even after this, you still continue to do this stuff. You don't have to do it every day, but even if you do three times a week, uh, you're yeah. still going to get a lot of people. Um, you're still going to grow your network. So good to go. Well, what, what other stuff do you have uh, that you wanted to share uh, before we end this transition check-in? Um, I would just have to say, you know, if you're listening to this, you're, you know, in the, in the transition phases, just stay motivated and don't kind of rest on your laurels um, and don't wait, you know, for someone to just to hand you, Hey, that that's probably not going to happen. So obviously network, and try to get all the qualifications, certifications you can while you're still in for free. Um, and you got to work at something every day. You should have a list of things. We, we make lists all the time. Work on your VA, work on your medical stuff, work on your networking, work on your resume, have people look at your stuff, um, talk to people, have cups of coffee with people on the phone or on Zoom. Don't, don't rest on your laurels. You should be working you know, at least once or twice a week on one of those things to get yourself prepared because no one cares more about your transition than you. Hopefully. 
and nobody's going to do it for you, right? Big boy rules. Own it. Uh, yeah, I think uh, who's that? Herb Thompson that says that. Own your journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's yep. Cool. All right, Sean. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to to share that info with us, and um, we'll look forward to checking in again here in a little bit and uh, the next time, probably a couple months from now, and and seeing what else you got for us. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All Good right. talking to you, Sean. Yeah, you too, Mike. Take care. Take care, Take care yep. everybody. Thank you for listening to the Get to Vet podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and follow us on LinkedIn. If you'd like to come on the show, email us at Mike or Trevor at gettovet.net. That's get the number two vet.net and let us help you get to vet. <laughs>